Amen. I want to begin today's message by reading you an email that I received not long ago. It's an email that I think represents the way a lot of people have either felt or maybe are feeling right now. It reads this way. Dear Pastor Barry, I am so tired of going through the motions. I'm fed up with business as usual. Nothing really excites or energizes me anymore. I've been in a slump for so long, now I don't know if I can get out of it. But I don't like it one bit. I'm filled with a jumble of emotions. I'm frustrated, I'm bored, and I'm unfulfilled. I tend to focus on what's wrong, and I can be cynical about everything. And the bad news is I take out my frustrations on the people that I love the most, my family. I need a major change. Please help me. Actually, the person who wrote that does not need a major change. They need a radical change. And friends, if you felt anything like that person, guess what? You're in the right place because you need a radical change. Now, the word radical is a word that is most often misunderstood today because people do not know its original meaning. Today, the word radical, for many people, means fanatical. It means over the top or excessive or on the edge or over the edge. It means nuts or it means crazy. But the word radical actually comes from a 14th century Latin word, radicalis, which means from the roots. From the roots. Radical, to be a radical believer, means to be rooted and to be rooted deep. I did a little research on this word. I found out that we get the word radish from this. Actually, in the Latin, radix means to have a big root. And I think a radish has a fairly good-sized root. When you talk about eradicating something, what are you doing? You're rooting it out. If you've ever had radical surgery, what are they doing? They're going to get at the root and take it out. If you know anything about botany, where are the radical leaves? Closest to the root. In mathematics, the radical number is the root of the equation. The radical sign is the square root or the cube root. In chemistry, a radical is two atoms, the unit of the smallest amount. In linguistics, a radical are two or three consonants that form the root of a word. We could go on and on. I'm just saying that today, we don't need fanatical believers. We don't need one more flag-waving, sign-holding, crazy nut who stands on the corner and says the end is near. What we really need are radical believers. We need believers who are willing to go back to the Bible, to go back to what God intended for us to do in the first place. Without all of the trappings and the traditions, without all of the rules and regulations and restrictions, back to the original words of Jesus. That's a radical believer. In Colossians chapter 2, verses 6 and 7, it says, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to live in obedience to him. And then it says, let your roots go, do, grow down into him and draw up nourishment from him. That's my prayer for this congregation this year. That's my prayer for myself, that we would all be rooted deeper in the love of God 
and in the process, bearing much more fruit. In fact, in the next 10 weeks, we're going to talk about different characteristics of what it means to be radical. 10 characteristics of what it means rooted. And so here's the very first one today. It is radical gratitude. Radical gratitude. Not shallow, not superficial. It's continually grateful, overflowing, if you will, with thanksgiving. Now, how are we going to define radical gratitude? I'm going to use 1, Corinthians, or 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 8, 5, verse 18. It says, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Jesus Christ. Now, I personally think that is such an important Bible verse for you to know at the beginning of the year that I want to kind of break that passage apart about a word at a time. You notice, first of all, it says, give thanks. Give thanks. That means gratitude or appreciation or recognition or praise. It means giving credit where credit is due. In fact, if you had your Greek text, Mark would be able to tell you right away that those, that word there for give thanks in the Greek is eucharistio, which is where we get the word eucharist from, that we often call the Lord's Supper the Eucharist, which means later when you come down here and you come to the altar of the Lord, this Eucharisto, this Lord's Supper, what are you doing? You're giving thanks. You're saying, thank you, Lord, for the salvation you've won for us. Thank you, Lord, for the forgiveness of sins. Thank you, Lord, for giving me heaven. But notice also it says, give thanks in. In. It doesn't say, give thanks for. It does not say, give thanks for all circumstances. You do not have to be thankful for the bad or the evil things in life. I mean, everything that happens in this world is not God's will. I mean, I hate that when I hear some people say, oh, that's just God's will. No, it's not. Not all bad stuff is God's will. That's why we pray all the time, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because it's always done perfectly in heaven, but it's almost never done down here on earth. So don't blame God for the evil, but guess what? You can thank God in the midst of it. Now, why can we thank God in every circumstance? Well, I could probably come up with a hundred reasons, but how about a few of them? Uh, God's in control. Uh, God can bring good out of evil. Uh, even the stupidest mistakes I can ever make, God can somehow figure out how to bring good out of it. Uh, I know I'm going to heaven someday. Uh, I, no matter, I know that no matter what I do, God's not going to stop loving me. I mean, there's a hundred different ways, a hundred different things to be thankful for in the circumstances, even when the circumstances stink. It says, give thanks in all circumstances or things. The Greek word here is only three letters long, pos. It literally means any or all or everything or anyone or all the time or anywhere, everywhere, the whole thing, the whole enchilada, uh, whatever word you want to plug in there. It says that we should always be grateful, always have gratitude. Well, when? There are probably people who showed a lot of gratitude to you for the very nice present you gave them at Christmas. That's pretty easy to do. But be grateful in all circumstances. That's radical gratitude. Notice it also says, give thanks in all circumstances. 
for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You know, there are a lot of people who say, Pastor, I need to know God's will. What is God's will for my life? There it is. It's right up. You want to know what God's will is for your life? It's right there up on the screen. It's on your outline. In everything, give thanks. For this is God's will for you. Oh, but pastor, I want to know what God's will is for the next decade. I mean, am I supposed to get a new job? Am I going to go to, go to school? Am I going to get married? Am I going to have to move overseas? Now God says, <clears throat> I'll tell you what number two is once you start doing number one. Once you get number one down, we'll worry about two, three, four, five, and six. It's pretty clear. In everything, give thanks. This is God's will for you. When you get this down, then start talking to God about the next few years. Now, you might ask yourself, why is this God's will? I'm going to share with you five reasons. Reason number one is because it honors God. In fact, anytime you thank anyone, it honors them.